Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Just in time for the summer grilling season, Purdue has now come out with a beer can chicken beer. Yay! I know, it's something you probably didn't think you needed, but you do. The classic grilled chicken seasonings like rosemary, thyme, and pink peppercorn are in this beer can chicken beer. There's citra hops, honey, rosemary, thyme, and pink peppercorn. No parsley sage, though. Sorry. Sorry about that. So the uh, beer can chicken beer is a limited edition brew, and it goes on sale today online. Today, if you're listening live, is the 22nd of May, 2023. You can go to beercanchicken.beer and get a six-pack for $14.99. Shipping and handling, uh, you're going to have to cover that as well. Purdue is not covering that for you. Uh, sorry. And so they are also going to uh, sell chickens, their whole chickens, with special packaging at grocery stores promoting the beer. Yay. Apparently, uh, recipes for beer canned chicken have, you know, really gone crazy in the last few years. But according to Purdue's research, that uh, searches peak around Memorial Day. So they wanted to get it out. And so they just wanted people to know that. Produce ale infuses the bird with flavor, marinating it from inside out, but it keeps the chicken moist and tender during the cooking process. So if you don't want to put it on your chicken, I would say go ahead and just drink it because nothing says summer and grilling season like beer can chicken beer. Yum, yum. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Well, we know that uh, it was the Jerusalem Post that started uh, telling us the different sizes of asteroids. You know, the 10 camels, 100 Olympic pools. Well, we know now today, thanks to the Jerusalem Post, that an asteroid the size of around 20 bald eagles is set to have a close flyby today, uh, the 22nd of May, 2023. 2023 JK3. <laughs> According to the Center for Near-Earth Object Studies, and I I love them, and they are at the NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, the JPL. However, the asteroid is just one of four that's going to pass the Earth today. Oh, okay. So, they're all going to miss us? Yes, they are all going to miss us. So, asteroid 2023 JK7 which is the uh which is 80 meters uh, or around 51 and a half hungarian gray cattle <laughs> that's a pretty big asteroid actually asteroid 2023 gy2 uh, approximately 160 meters we're getting bigger around the size of eight giant oarfish 
the largest of all bony fish species, and asteroid 2023 JZ-1, which is approximately 64 meters, which is nearly 43 aardvarks in size. <laughs> uh, Jerusalem Post, man. Whoever came up with this idea, awesome idea uh, to have the sizes of the asteroids be some kind of strange animal sizes. So you know you don't want you don't want an asteroid around the size of eight giant oarfish to be hitting the Earth. And these are you know going to miss the Earth. That's what they are telling us. And then I see a story where it says that Earth will likely dodge planet killer asteroids for the next thousand years. So we've got at least a thousand years before we have to worry about planet killers hitting the Earth. Oh. Okay, so, I mean, are we positive about that? Well, they claim the likelihood of a significant strike soon is very low. Should we discover a dangerous smaller asteroid in the future, NASA's DART mission last year showed we might push it off course and prevent a strike with enough advance warning. Uh-huh, that'll happen. We've all seen the documentaries. I mean, save the, the planet. And although there's no proven way to uh, avoiding the biggest impacts, we can breathe easier knowing we likely have another thousand years to strengthen our defenses. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Whatever you say. Until this will be true. Until it's not. As long as we're hanging out in space, I might as well congratulate Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin, who won $3.4 billion NASA contract to build a spacecraft to fly astronauts to and from the moon's surface. Yay, congratulations. Now, uh, this was came after Jeff whined and sued and cried that he didn't get the, the other deal that Elon and SpaceX got. So they finally gave in and said, okay, well, you can do this then jeff so they plan to build a 52 foot tall blue moon lander in partnership with lockheed martin and boeing with the software firm draper and robotics firm astrobotic nasa said we picked blue origin over a rival bid uh because uh it was uh cheaper that's <laughs> pretty much i mean there's a lot of words here but it all boils down to yeah it was cheaper so <laughs> now bill nelson the nasa administrator said hey uh, we want more competition we want two landers and that's better it means you have reliability and you have backups okay good uh, i'm all for that so they unveiled the blue moon it's kind of cool looking um, and bezos was standing in front of it okay that's great now the proposal for its lower price eh, that's okay fine don't worry about it uh, we did have a little concern over the conflicts and omissions in Blue Origin's proposed schedule and development deadlines. Wait, what? Yeah, don't worry about it, though. We're fine. Give it to Jeff. We're sick of hearing him whine. <laughs> that's pretty much, that's what I read in this. Uh, now, I know their concern uh, uh, that it was going to meet the technical requirements and the price was substantially higher, but too bad. Uh, we want, we're going to give it to Jeff because we're sick of hearing him whine. So congratulations to Jeff Bezos and uh, Blue Moon for procuring another $3.4 billion from NASA to do that. Because Blue Origin's mission, uh, the Orion capsule and the Blue Moon lander would each dock with the space station that's you know, orbiting the moon. And the astronauts would then transfer between the vehicles before they head to the moon. 
So we'll see if it all works out as planned. Hopefully it will. And I want to be clear about something else as long as we're talking about space. I didn't take them. I don't have them. Okay? It wasn't me. The cosmic sperm recovered from UFO landing sites is missing. And I didn't have anything to do with it. The investigator, UFO investigator, George Knapp, which I'm sure you may have heard on uh, Coast to Coast from time to time, he claims that this cosmic sperm recovered from uh, suspected UFO landing sites went missing after he sent the samples to the experts to be analyzed. Huh. He sent them to the experts to be analyzed, and then they went missing. Weird. So a Russian biologist, Yuri Simakov, found identical tiny reddish orbs at two places where witnesses reported seeing alien craft land, one near Moscow and one in Kastakistan, uh, another, I don't know, a couple thousand miles away, 1,700 miles away, something like that. So he handed some samples to George Knapp, the Emmy-winning U.S. TV and radio broadcaster George Knapp, uh, UFO investigator, and he believed that they were some kind of biological agent that could sprout into being an animal or plant. Yuri, who called the spheres cosmic sperm, asked George to have them analyzed using Western technology. So he took half of the world's known supply of this cosmic sperm back to the U.S. for testing. All right. Experts said the samples were not biological, but had been manufactured with high heat instrument and had really interesting chemical composition. But George said uh, the boffins from America's Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. <laughs> I love the people at America's Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. They couldn't figure out who made them why they were made, what their purpose was, or how it ended up in the dirt at two alleged UFO landing sites so far apart. He sent them to experts at the Atomic Testing Museum in Las Vegas. Love those people at the Atomic Testing Museum in Las Vegas. But then they went missing. They're gone. It's been uh, four or five years and uh, no one has returned any of it to me. All of my inquiries, sorry, we don't know what happened to them and uh, we don't know where they're at, so sorry about it. (laughs) So we don't know what they are, we don't know what caused them, we don't know where they came from, and right now we don't even know where they're at. So could they be sprouting something somewhere? Could they have already taken over the minds of the people at the testing museum in Las Vegas? Sure, it's possible. Anything is possible because we just don't know. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. So last week we talked about uh, the strippers in California at the uh, Star Garden Topless Dive Bar in North Hollywood. they were going to vote to go into the union and it was pretty much a foregone conclusion and yes it was a foregone conclusion because they unanimously voted to join the union so congratulations to the star garden topless dive bar in california for joining the union the actors equity association an entertainment union representing over fifty-one thousand workers strippers are live entertainers (laughs) 
<laughs> While some of their elements of their job are unique, they are essentially performance artists and have a lot in common with other equity members who dance for a living. Actors Equity President Kate Schindel said, We're very happy to have this group of people in our union. <laughs> so they kept trying to say also that this was uh, this was the only topless club ever. This was the first one ever. And not so fast. Uh, in 1997, workers at the Lusty Lady in San Francisco formed the Exotic Dancers Union. But uh, unfortunately, the Lusty Lady had to close its doors in 2013. Very sad. But hey, congratulations to the Star Garden topless dive bar workers, strippers, dancers, entertainers. You see where uh, the Heinz company apologized to a German customer and I'm a Heinz ketchup police officer so I am uh, you know part of the company so sorry about it uh, Heinz has apologized to the German customer after a QR code on one of its uh, ketchup bottles linked to a porn site and I will say that uh, if I had a ketchup bottle with a QR code that linked to a porn site I would thank Heinz but that would be just me so after using a smartphone to scan the code it was meant for a promotional campaign that offered uh, personalized ketchup bottle labels and uh instead it went to the german porn site so heinz sent the guy a personalized ketchup bottle said sorry it was a spread the word with heinz competition between 2012 and 2014 and you know we ah, one thing led to another we forgot to well we forgot to pay the bill and uh the domain name we had but uh you know it went away we didn't pay the bill so a porn company bought it <laughs> that is awesome sorry man wish we could have we should have well you know what we're going to work work to rectify future issues revolving around temporary brand extensions online and Man, we uh, we really sorry. The pornography site also offered the guy a free subscription to its service. You gotta love that. I mean, it makes one want to scan QR codes. I'm not a big fan of that personally, but makes one want to do that just uh, in hopes that you're gonna, you know, get sent to a porn site. <laughs> oh wait, there's other ways to go to pornography sites. Oh, okay, all right, never mind. I mean, it's kind of a big deal for customers. I mean, for companies to not uh, to not take care of this. I mean, Sony had an issue with this very same thing, uh, and they claim that after the FBI's seizure of Kim.com's uh, mega upload, uh, it began serving uh, pornography, drugs, and malware after it expired. Huh? So all these things that the FBI seized, they just let it sit there and collect dust and let it just go away, and other companies uh you know that aren't all legitimate took over those sites huh weird how something like that happens weird government taking over something and then just letting it sit and go to hell huh really really weird so i had a good weekend of uh, shows uh watched i had succession i was coming to the end of succession we're down. I think next week is the final episode of Succession. Very, very sad to see it go. Uh, last night's episode was pretty darn good. The funeral episode. 
of Succession. Really good. Uh, Fatal Attraction is coming to an end. I think there's two episodes left. Maybe only one. I think there's uh, Fatal Attraction on Paramount+. Plus. That's been really fun. I've been enjoying watching that. And I watched a movie with Gerard Butler, Plane. Uh, it was awesome. I mean, my wife loves Gerard, so as soon as that movie is available, we have to watch uh, Gerard Butler, and it was a it was a fun ride. It was a fun ride. I enjoyed Gerard and his uh, his cohort in crime. I think his name was Michael Coulter. He was uh, he was fun, and it was fun. It was just a you know a shoot 'em up, bang 'em up movie, and uh, it was fun. Well worth the time if you like Gerard Butler and. Uh, Mike Coulter and an action-packed movie. And some sad news. Uh, Stephen Colbert uh, got some disappointing career news. I know. I know. It's so sad. So now, not only is his late-night show off the air because of the writer's strike, because Stephen has no idea how to walk on a stage without having someone else write the words for him to say. Ugh. So he was an executive producer of an animated series called Tuning Out the News and the talk show Hell of a Week with Charlemagne the God. But according to a new report, uh, both uh, were just canceled. Have a nice day. The Paramount Global Network opted to cancel the shows, both of which aired on Comedy Central. So have a nice day. Uh, just sitting home with nothing to do now so what a shame that is to hear that Stephen Colbert had his shows cancelled I mean have you watched tuning out the news and the talk show hell of a week with Charlemagne the God I have not and I apologize for not seeing them so they may have been great and had I been a fan I might be pissed so, I, I'm not, though, because I'm just not. I know Charlemagne the God is uh, part of uh, The Breakfast Club, which is a you know nationally syndicated radio show, and it's been, I mean, it gets big guests, no question about that. And uh, so, I mean, I'm sure Charlemagne the God will be fine. And I'm sure that there's probably... You know, more work for Charlemagne the God at Comedy Central and or CBS or Paramount or whoever is spending the money there. But uh, what a shame that uh, Stephen Colbert won't be a part of it. Man, what a shame. Because he is, he is so, so, what's the word I'm looking for? No, that's not it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Be sure to follow me on my social media accounts, uh, Twitter at JeffyJFR, Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. You can follow me uh, on my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat uh, with Jeff Fisher. You can order a cameo from me at JeffyJFR on Cameo. That's not free. And you can also email the show anytime, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. Who died today? Who died today? Well, uh, he died uh, on Friday. It was announced late Friday afternoon that Jim Brown, Jim Brown has passed away at the age of 87. Now, it doesn't say what he died of, so don't look at me like that. Uh, His wife said that he passed peacefully in their home in Los Angeles. So, don't look at me like that, okay? <laughs> I didn't say anything about that kind of causing his death, okay? The man was 87. He was a legend, man, Jim Brown. He was an activist, actor, football star, uh, just incredible. His NFL years and college football years were just awesome. He was selected in the first round in the 1957 draft. Played nine seasons for the Cleveland Browns. Led the league in rushing eight of those years. He rushed for 12,312 yards and averaged 5.2 yards per carry over his career. He also was named a Pro Bowler every year he played. He led the Browns to a league championship three times. Winning the title in 1964 and was named MVP three times. He ran for at least 100 yards in 58 of his 118 regular season games never missing a game. He rushed for more than 1,000 yards in seven seasons, including 1,527 yards in one 12-game season and 1,863 yards in a 14-game season. I mean, the guy was a legend and uh, just an amazing man. And he also worked to empower the black community during the Civil Rights Movement. He founded uh, the Amera I Can, a program to help disadvantaged inner city youth and ex-convicts. He also advocated for modern athletes to be more involved in the black community. Just an amazing man. And it was very sad that uh, we got the news that Jim Brown passed away. Um, Although, like I said, it doesn't say what he passed away from or what caused his death. But he was 87 years of age. So rest in peace, Jim Brown, legend at the age of 87. We also had a comedian, Andy Smart, who died unexpectedly. (laughs) He was 63, the English comedian, Andy Smart. Uh, His daughter revealed on Twitter saying uh, that his death was unexpected and no cause of death was available. Did you get that? No cause of death was available. So don't say that. I didn't say that it was that. Probably had nothing to do with that. You don't know that. (laughs) Uh, She just was letting people know on his Twitter account that he had passed away unexpectedly. Wow. So rest in peace, Andy Smart, who, uh, English comedian. I mean, he was with the comedian, comedy store players, and they were improv comedians. And he... He toured and did a whole bunch of stuff. He was a really talented man. So uh, very sad that uh, he passed away. And like I said, he passed away unexpectedly, according to his daughter. 
and he was 63 years of age. No cause of death was available, so don't even think that it was had anything to do with that, okay? So Andy Smart, dead at the age of 63. And we still have horses dropping over like flies. Well, not really like flies, but we know that uh, a horse died Saturday after being injured following the sixth race at Churchill Downs. Oh, really? Yeah, he was running the race, and the race was finished, and then, oh, boom, up, fall over, and uh, broke his foot, and sorry, we're going to have to put him down. I mean, he had a significant injury to his left hind leg, and so they came and looked at him and said, yeah, no, sorry, uh, we're going to have to put him down. Just another one! Amazing! So I know it was, you know, it was during the, they had the Preakness this Saturday, National Treasure won, uh, Bob Baffert's back, uh, his horses, I mean, he, but this, he had one of his horses, uh, I think more than one have been killed. There's some investigations going on. I mean, just amazing. Um, what's these horses, uh, two horses were euthanized after being injured in races before the Kentucky Derby, which was a week or two ago. Uh, five others were euthanized after training racing incidents at the track in the days leading up to the Derby. Uh, they suspended uh, one trainer, the Safi Joseph Jr., because he had two of his horses just collapsed on the track and died. Um, what are you doing to your horses, bro? Nothing. I mean, what are you doing? Are, were they vaccinated horses? I don't know that. It doesn't say. Don't look at me like that. I'm just asking questions. I probably shouldn't have asked that question, though. So never mind. It doesn't say that. So I'm sure it had nothing to do with it. And we've got other animals on the loose too. Up in Maine, uh, they are there's bison roaming around, and they're telling people, "Hey, be careful, okay?" <laughs> they had to put down a few of them. I mean, they are mean. Bison are not your friendly animal. Six bison are still on the loose in northern Maine. Uh, several had to be put down. I mean, you just don't say here, little bison. Come on, we could go back home. Who broke out of their Who broke out of their pen? Come here, and they don't walk back with you. Weird, I know. So even police, they're large, fast, and unpredictable. So please don't approach them. Here, <laughs> little bison, come here. Police are urging drivers to exercise caution while driving the rural roads of Fort Fayofield and Caribou area of Maine. Yeah, no kidding. So at least eight bison were spotted uh, on some road uh, near the Caribou Motor Inn. That would that would be a <laughs> walk out of the Caribou Motor Inn. Uh, there's, hey, there's some bison out here, honey. So apparently this guy, this farm has these bison and they are you know breaking out from time to time some have broken out uh in february some have broken out in march and now we're into may and some are breaking out so we got to do something i mean bison will just walk through a fence i mean they're not like a, a cow a cow walks up to a little fence and goes and he backs off a bison says shoot i'm not worried about that i walk right through this thing and i just walk around with barbed wire hanging off of them <laughs> They will. They're mean. So when you see bison, uh, I don't know. I don't know how you catch them. I guess you rope them, or you. I mean, there's a reason why they were just in herds, and the Indians would kill them for their meat and their fur, and their skin because they weren't a pet. 
So if you're up there around Fort Fort Fairfield, Maine, I'll just spit that out twice, Fort Fairfield, Maine, uh, keep your head on a swivel when you're out and about. Don't let the kids out in the yard. And uh, if they see a bison, make sure they don't say, here, little bison, come here, baby. Who wants a little carrot? Who's a cute little bison? Don't let that happen, because bison will attack you. (laughs) That would not be fun. And it's going to take more than your little handgun to bring down a bison. I'm sorry. Uh, If you are out and about, here, little bison, here. That one shot right there, that's not stopping a bison. No, that might even make him matter. <laughs> you better be ready to fire that bad boy multiple times or go get a bigger rifle because you're going to need it. I mean, once they go down, maybe they can get a hold of uh, the uh, real life. That's how she's being billed as the real life Dr. Doolittle, the woman who speaks to dead animals. <laughs> That's her gig. She works as a full-time pet communicator. Danielle McKinnon claims she can communicate with animals in the afterlife. She now works as a full-time pet communicator with the sole intention of using her gift to help others receive messages. So maybe we bring her in and talk to the dead bison and let her know what the bison were thinking. (laughs) (laughs) that is awesome so she is confident that her talent that she has now turned into a full-time career with several clients so she has several clients that believe that she is communicating with their dead animals that's so special Um, she left her previous job after believing her talents were real calls herself a soul level animal communicator She said she always felt she had a gift of communicating with dead animals, but her family and friends never took her seriously. Wait, what? (laughs) You know, I could talk to animals. Okay, Danielle, thanks. Is is Danielle coming over for dinner? If she has to tell us one more talking to a dead animal story, man, that's it. So she began realizing her uh, her own great talents when her chocolate Labrador got sick. And at the time, I guess her friend said, you should visit a pet psychic. Yeah, that's the first thing you think of when your animal gets sick. You know, I should visit a pet psychic. I think that's my new gig. I think it is. I think I'm going to be your pet psychic. You can reach out to me and I will tell you, let you know what your animal... I, I could be a Dr. Doolittle too. I'll, I'll talk, I'll, I'll get a hold of your dead animal and let you know what your dead animal was, was feeling. Uh, let me tell you, what's your, what's your cat's name? Uh-huh. Yeah, he, uh, your cat really loved you and is still here in the house. And uh, he all, remember how the cat always used to go over there to that plant? I, I mean, that, that uh, stool? Yeah. Uh, he still is thinking of you. <laughs> okay, come on. So, apparently, uh, they reached out to a psychic and was told their dog was trying to say he had an upset stomach after eating corn cobs. That's when she decided to train as a pet communicator. Wait, I can train as a pet communicator? Because the psychic told her that the dog was upset, had an upset stomach after eating corn cobs? Okay. She left her marketing job and began training herself as a pet communicator. Uh, the animals were telling me to leave the job. It was scary. I was afraid. I ended up losing my job and took it as a sign to take the business full time. Wait, you lost your job. 
because you were still at your job training yourself to become a pet, a dead pet communicator. All right, see, the doc, she built this billing of Dr. Doolittle. I thought Dr. Doolittle talked to live animals. I don't remember the whole Dr. Doolittle story, but I thought Dr. Doolittle communicated with animals who were alive. I guess, I guess not. I guess I don't know what I'm remembering. So uh, she said that uh, she reconnects with them and ones uh, that have passed away. And they love everybody, and it can look like a dog loves someone more. Uh, the stare they give, it's usually just them looking at you and showing love. It's not based on how many hugs you give them or treats you give them. Oh, it's not? No. Pets tune into their owner's emotions. Many of her clients have asked her if she, if their deceased pets will be all right with them getting a new one. Well, of course they will. Your emotions for the first pet is still there. The love is still there. Wow, it's okay. It's okay that Millie, your chihuahua, passed away and you still love Millie the chihuahua a whole bunch. But you want to get a new one? You go ahead. Because that love in your new chihuahua will spread to your dead Millie. <laughs> I want to be a pet communicator. I mean, that's even better than a pet psychic. That's a good gig. Good for you, Danielle. Good for you. <laughs> mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So congratulations are in order to Jay-Z and Beyonce, uh, who just bought a new Malibu mansion, setting a record in California for $200 million. Isn't that special? Good for them. Houses of the hoity-toity, good for them. It is a beautiful, <laughs> uh, it is a beautiful place uh, overlooking, uh, overlooking the ocean and the enclave of paradise cove uh it's uh, slightly bigger than the trailer i'm living in <laughs> uh it uh it's the record for a uh, concrete compound uh for 200 million dollars congratulations it's uh it's a minimalist masterpiece a modern concoction of concrete and glass envisioned by art collector William Bell who bought the property for 14.5 million way back in 2003 for the design he brought in Japanese architect Tadeo Ando a Pritzker prize winner responsible for impressive concrete structures across Asia Europe and North America his style full display here L-shaped mansion opens to a vast open spaces marked by concrete hallways, floor-to-ceiling walls of glass. Uh, you've got uh, patios leading to the swimming pool, cabana, a flat, gracie lawn perched on a cliff overlooking the beach below. You've got the walkway down to the beach. It spans nearly 40,000 square feet. 
and required 7,645 cubic yards of concrete. Uh, that's according to uh, Morley Construction Company, which is the project's contractor. Yeah, thank you for that. Uh, the photos, there's not a lot of photos of the house because it never hit the market. It was put on the market for $295 million. <laughs> uh, and it was a pocket listing, which means it's only shown to it. Well, look, the place is $295 million. They're not letting me walk in, okay? Uh, they might let you walk in for a little tour, but, you know, we're not wasting the time going through the 40,000-square-foot mansion with me. <laughs> ah, that's interesting. I like to... I like to take a walk around and possibly buy this place. I, you, but sir, you couldn't afford the garage. I know, but I want to look around anyway. No, we're not doing that. Okay, this is only for a select group of qualified buyers. You mean like Jay Z and Beyonce? Yes, yes, like Jay Z and Beyonce. I mean, they've got some. They've got some property now. Uh, they're they're doing pretty good, pretty well for themselves. Let's just let's just say that they're doing pretty well for themselves. So in 2017, they paid $88 million for a similar-looking mansion in Bel Air, composed of six structures surrounded by expansive patios and terraces. That was a nice-looking place, too. That's a really good-looking place. They've got the place in New York, right? That place is, uh, holy cow, What is the, how much did they pay for that place? I don't really remember. I mean, they've got homes in New York City, Miami Beach, New Orleans, the Hamptons, L.A. I mean, good for them. Uh, it's, it was, I think the New Orleans house burned, though. I think that was the house that burned, and I don't know that they've rebuilt that. I'm not sure. That's, they've got so much. You know, at some point, you've made too much money. So they broke the record in California, right? Because the one guy bought a place in California for $177 million, and that breaks that record. To, for nothing for 200 million but it doesn't set the the record though because uh ken griffin still holds the title for the biggest real estate purchase in the nation putting down 238 million dollars for his central park south high rise in 2019 so i mean ken griffin spits on 200 million <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jay-Z's worth, what, a couple billion? Beyonce is probably going to earn, I don't know how much, on this latest tour alone. I mean, $200 million for this dump in Bel Air is nothing for them. Okay, before I get out of here today, I wanted to leave you with something that was pretty incredible. Uh, it's something that we all know, uh, or that we all knew, but uh, this, I guess, proves that it's true. Uh, science, uh, proving what we already knew was true. It's pretty amazing. I read this uh, by uh, uh, a Twitter account that I follow, Tara Bull. Uh, Tara Bull is a uh, space host. Uh, she talks about stocks, crypto. She's been on Fox Business and she's around and she talks on her in her bio. It says, listen with curiosity, speak with honesty, act with integrity. Okay, you got me, Tara Bull. Uh, and this is, uh, you know, I'm there. I'm there for you, okay? And this story is an incredible story. Uh, and it, But she said, uh, or whatever pronoun terrible wants to use uh this blew my mind when pregnant the cells of the baby migrate into the mother's bloodstream and then circle back into the baby it's called fetal maternal micro shimmerism micro chimerism yeah that's pretty close to what i said micro chimerism yeah like i said that's pretty close to what i said micro 
Uh, for 41 weeks the cells circulate and merge backwards and forwards and after the baby is born many of these cells stay in the mother's body leaving a permanent imprint in the mother's tissues bones brain and skin and often stay there for decades every single child a mother has afterwards will leave a similar imprint on her body even if a pregnancy doesn't go full term or if you have an abortion huh, these cells still migrate into your bloodstream research has shown that if a mother's heart is injured fetal cells will rush to the site of the injury and change into different types of cells that specialize in mending the heart the baby helps repair the mother while the mother builds the baby uh, that's pretty cool uh, this is often why certain illnesses vanish while pregnant. It's incredible how mother's bodies protect the baby at all costs. And the baby protects and rebuilds the mother back so that the baby can develop safely and survive. Now think about crazy cravings for a moment. What was the mother deficient in that the baby made them crave? Studies have also shown cells from a fetus in a mother's brain 18 years after she gave birth. <laughs> That's, uh, that's pretty amazing. So if you're, uh, if you're a mom, you know how you can intuitively feel your child even when they're not there. Well, now there's scientific proof that moms carry them for years and years, even after they have been given birth to them. Uh, pretty, pretty beautiful. That's pretty special. And again, that's something that we all knew. Uh, we all realized. But now science is catching up to what we already knew. And as I was reading through the thread uh, of uh, comments underneath this post, uh, my favorite, I think, came from uh, Edward Hanna, who said, absolutely amazing. A pregnancy healed my mother's liver in 1990. My mother suffered from liver disease for about three years, 87 to 1990. The doctors tried many different treatments until the senior family physician suggested a pregnancy. My mother's liver healed and my brother was born prematurely seven months, but healthy. He's now a healthy 33 year old man. Pretty incredible. Wonder if that same doctor would prescribe pregnancy today. I would guess and I would hope and I would pray that the answer to that would be yes. But we've seen a lot of physicians change the way they do things in the past few years haven't we stream and subscribe to more blaze media content at the blaze.com slash podcasts